0: If you have your Bible this morning and you would like to share the reading of the word uh, with me this morning, I'm going to ask you to turn over to the book of Luke. And we are going to read this morning from the 24th chapter. So Luke chapter 24, and we want to begin with verse number one today. Luke chapter 24 and begin reading with the first verse. luke's gospel chapter 24 beginning with verse number one i'm going to read quite a bit of scripture this morning but i believe that it lays foundation for what the lord has laid on my heart today the bible says now upon the first day of the week very early in the morning they came they were the women those that had stood at the foot of the cross And watched him crucified. They came to the sepulcher bringing the spices which they had prepared and certain others with them. And they found the stone rolled away from the sepulcher or from the tomb. And they entered in and found not the body of the Lord Jesus. Jesus. And it came to pass, as they were much perplexed thereabout, Behold, two men, these are two angels, Behold, two men stood by them in shining garments. And as they were afraid and bowed, their, bowed down their faces to the earth, they said unto them, the angels said unto them, Why seek ye the living among the dead? He is not here for he has risen. Now listen to the latter part of verse number six. Remember how he spake unto you when he was yet in Galilee. Let me just stop for a moment this morning to tell you that Jesus did not keep it a secret that he would be crucified and that he would rise from the dead. Verse 6 says, Remember how he spake unto you when he was yet in Galilee, saying, The Son of Man must be delivered into the hands of sinful men, and be crucified, and the third day rise again. And when the angel said that to the women, verse number 8 says, And they remembered the words of Jesus. They remembered his words. And they returned from the sepulcher or the tomb and they told all these things unto the eleven or the disciples and to all of the rest. It was Mary Magdalene and Joanna and Mary, the mother of James and other women that were with them, which told these things unto the apostles and their words, the words of the women to the apostles, their words seemed to the disciples as idle tales. And they believed them not. Then Peter arose and ran unto the tomb where the sepulcher is stooping down. And he beheld the linen clothes laid by themselves. And departed wondering in himself at that which had come to pass. Now slip down to verse number 36. Same chapter. Verse number 36. And as they thus spake, Jesus himself stood in the midst of them and said unto them, peace be unto you. But they were terrified and affrighted and supposed that they had seen a spirit. And he said unto them, Jesus said unto them, why are you troubled? And why do thoughts arise in your heart? Get this. He said, behold, my hands and my feet. That it is I, myself, handle me, see. For a spirit hath not flesh and bone as you see me have. And when he had thus spoken, he showed them his hands and his feet. And while they yet believed not for joy, in other words, they were blown away. It was too good to be true. And while they yet believed not for joy and wondered, Jesus said unto them, Have ye here any meat? And they gave him a piece of broiled fish and a honeycomb, and he took it, and he did eat before them. And he said unto them, These are the words which I spake unto you while I was yet with you. What has transpired here in the last few days is what I was trying to tell you before it ever happened. These are the words which I spake unto you while I was yet with you, that all things must be fulfilled, which are written in the law of Moses and in the prophets and in the Psalms concerning me. Then opened he their understanding that they might understand the scriptures. And he said unto them, thus it is written, and thus it behooved Christ to suffer and to rise from the dead the third day, that repentance and remission of sin should be preached in his name among all nations beginning at Jerusalem and you. Now listen to this. And you, he says, are witnesses of all these things. And I'm going to stop reading right there this morning. I ask that you would bow your heads and let us pray together. Heavenly Father, we are so delighted. Delighted to be in the house of God. Delighted that we have felt the touch of your Holy Spirit thankful that we have the promise that when we gather in your name you are in our midst and we feel your presence this morning lord as we have sang and as we have worshiped and as we have worshiped in our giving and throughout the service we have felt the tender touch of your hand here among us and now lord we come to the reading of your word the expounding of your word and of my own self, I openly confess that I can do nothing. I am insufficient upon my own. I pray that you would anoint me with the anointing of the Holy Spirit that enables to, uh, enable us to be effective ministers of the word of the living God. I pray this morning that you will inspire my thoughts, that you will put your word in my mouth, and that you will let what is spoken come forth under the power and the anointing of the Holy Spirit. I pray, Heavenly Father, that what is spoken will fall upon hearts that have been touched of God to receive, anointed of God to hear what the Spirit would say to our hearts. And this morning, I pray, Lord, that everything that is said and everything that is done would be done to glorify Christ and to edify the body of Christ. And for all of these things, Lord, we will be eternally grateful. And we ask them in the mighty and marvelous name of your son, our savior, Jesus Christ. And everyone in agreement said, amen so i want to title my message this morning oh what a morning oh what a morning As I begin here today, let me just take a few moments to point out to you that our Bible is filled with statements about special moments that transpired or took place in the early morning hours. Let me just give you a scripture this morning. The word of God says in Psalms chapter 30 and verse number five, the scripture said, weeping may endure for a night. But joy comes in the morning. Amen. Weeping may endure for a night, but just hang on, honey. Amen. When the sunlight comes up, amen, joy comes in the morning. Hallelujah. I got to thinking as the Lord began to lay this word upon my heart and about the things that have transpired throughout the word of God that happened in the morning hours. And I just want to give you a couple of examples this morning. Think of what a special morning it must have been when the children of Israel had everything packed up and they were ready to walk out of Egypt's bondage after 430 years of captivity. What a morning that must have been. Amen. What a morning it must have been when the patriarch, Jacob, amen, when he awoke from his sleep after laying his head upon a rock and he dreamed of a stairway to heaven and he saw the angels of God ascending and descending. And when he woke up in the morning, he said, Surely the presence of the Lord is in this place. What a morning that must have been. What a morning it must have been when Jacob wrestled with the angel of the Lord all night at the river Jabbok. And he arose in the morning with a brand new name. He would no longer be called Jacob, but he would be called Israel. He arose with the favor of God resting upon his life. Oh, what a morning that must have been when he awoke. Up. He had been blessed with the favor of God and the blessing of God promised. Upon his life. What a glorious morning. It must have been for Daniel. Who was there in the lion's den. And he could hear them kitties purr all night long. What a morning it must have been. When the first light began to break over the city of Babylon. Amen. And Daniel realized that he had been delivered by the hand of God. Oh what a morning that must have been. How about when the amen when the disciples were out on the storm in the sea of Galilee imagine what a morning it must have been amen when Jesus came walking to them on the water and spared their life all of these great moments in time that happened In the morning. However, I want to tell you something. Amen. There are none of them that can compare to the morning that is found here in our text today. Amen. None of these events, no doubt they were great, but none of them can compare to the morning that is discussed here in Luke chapter 24. This would be the morning when the kingdom of darkness would suffer complete and utter defeat. This would be the morning when sin and death would no longer reign over humanity. This would be the, amen, the morning morning when friday's crucified lamb would come forth as a lion of the tribe of judah he would come forth as sunday's risen king oh what a morning What a glorious morning This would be the morning Beloved That Jesus pulled the sting Away from death This would be the morning When Jesus Christ Would forever conquer death Hell and the grave This would be the morning That he would make available To all mankind The gift of eternal life Through the power of his resurrection Oh I understand Morning, that hell had a party on Friday. I understand this morning that the devil and his demonic crowd were rejoicing and laughing and mocking, but that was Friday. Amen. That was Friday afternoon. This is Sunday morning. Amen. Let me just tell you, it ain't Friday anymore. Amen. On Friday, he said, It is finished. And he gave up the ghost and died, but that was on Friday. Amen. This was Sunday morning It's the morning This would be the morning When the angels declared Why seek ye the living among the dead He is not here For he has risen Amen I came to tell you this morning I got up out of the bed Got myself dressed And came to tell you He's alive He's no longer in the grave But he lives. He lives this morning. He lives. This is Resurrection Sunday. And as we celebrate the resurrection of the Lord Jesus. I want to stop for a moment and just ask you to consider what that morning must have been like for the disciples. What must it have been like In their shoes. What kind of mourning was it? Or what kind of mourning would it have been from their perspective? How many of you know we have the entirety of the word of God? And it's easy to look back and go, oh, I see the whole picture now. They didn't have all of the inspired scripture that we have. They had the prophets, they had the Psalms, and they had the law. They didn't have the whole thing put together for them. What was this morning like from their perspective? What would it have been like if we had been in their shoes and the Holy Spirit throughout this week has placed upon my heart four things that I want to bring to you this morning that I believe will help us to answer what kind of mourning it was for the disciples. Number one, it was a morning of solemn reflection. It was a morning of solemn reflection. Verse number one tells us. That as the sun began to come up on that Sunday morning, the first day of the week, the women are making their way to the tomb to anoint the body of the Lord Jesus Christ. What must have been on their minds that day. They had just witnessed the most brutal and inhumane death of someone that they loved. They had watched as Jesus was savagely beaten. They watched as he was spit upon and as he was mocked. They witnessed the Roman soldiers driving the nails into his feet and into his hands. And this was the man that they thought was their Messiah. They had watched Jesus. Jesus suffered and he died a violent and horrible death. It was a morning of solemn reflection. They are in a state of confusion. Their minds are filled with the fresh, raw, visceral images of the brutality of the crucifixion. Their memories are flooded with the recent events. No doubt it is still seared in their mind how that the Roman soldiers beat him and how that they nailed him to the cross and the blood that flowed to the foot of that cross. No doubt it's still imprinted freshly in their mind. It was a morning of solemn reflection. The disciples are hidden away, trembling in fear, fearing that they would suffer the same kind of fate. Jesus had foretold of this morning in Mark chapter 14 and verse number 27 this is what Jesus said to them he said unto them all of you shall be offended because of me this night as it is written I will smite the shepherd and the sheep shall be scattered let me just tell you this morning that the shepherd had been smitten and the sheep were now scattered they were were in a state of confusion, amen, and disbelief at what had happened. They had believed that Jesus was Messiah. They had placed their faith in him. They had expected that he would set up his kingdom and throw off the yoke of Roman bondage, but now he is dead. They watched him at the foot of the cross as he gave up the ghost and said, Father, into thy hands, I commit my spirit, and he died. They saw it happen. The one that they had placed their hopes in was gone. This man who had radically changed their lives. This man who had demonstrated the love and the power of God through his message and through his actions. He was now dead and he died a violent and humiliating death. And all they have are their memories. It was a morning of solemn reflection. And the women are making their way to the tomb. Secondly, it was a morning of startling revelations. It was a morning of startling revelations. Verse number 2 through verse number 12 begins to tell us of some of the startling revelations that were about to be revealed that morning. The women are making their way to the tomb, and when they arrive, they find that the stone has been rolled away, and the body is no longer in the grave. Look at verse number 2. The Bible says, They found the stone rolled away from the tomb, and as they entered in, they found not the body of the Lord Jesus. And it came to pass, as they were much perplexed. Get a picture of this in your mind this morning. Here they come bearing the spices uh, and they find the stone rolled away uh, and they enter into the tomb but there is no body for the spice. Uh, Amen. Here they are. uh, The body has disappeared uh, and they find themselves uh, in a state of confusion and perplexity uh, not understanding what has transpired. And suddenly Suddenly there are two angelic beings and their countenance is so bright and brilliant that they, they, they hide their face from the light. They fall down to the earth fearing because of the beautiful, bright, shining, imminent light from the angelic beings. They hide their face in fear and they bow themselves to the earth and the angels had but one message. Why seek ye the living among the dead? Amen. Why seek ye the living among the dead? He is not here, but he has risen. Remember, he said, how they, how he spake unto you when he was yet in Galilee, saying the Son of Man must be delivered into the hands of sinful men and be crucified and raised on the third day. And the Bible said suddenly that the women remembered his words. And they leave the tomb with a startling revelation that he is alive amen that morning was a morning of startling revelation it was a startling revelation because they found the stone rolled away what a startling revelation that God sent angelic messengers uh, to declare to the world uh, that he is alive and I gotta tell you this morning uh, that that same message uh, has reverberated down through the corridors of time uh, amen over 2,000 years uh, and it's still the same message. He's alive. Mm. Hey Amen. What a startling revelation. The man that they had watched die is no longer dead. What a startling revelation. The body that once occupied the tomb is gone. What a startling revelation that the tomb is empty and the only thing that they found in the tomb was the grave closed. And let me just tell you, there was a startling revelation in the grave clothes. There was a startling revelation in the grave clothes. Pastor Gary, what do you mean? There is a message this morning in the empty grave clothes. You see, in the Jewish custom, a meal could last for hours. I wrote in my notes, they weren't into fast food. (laughs) They would linger at the table and they would eat and they would fellowship with one another. They didn't have some of the modern distractions that we have in our day. Even when I was a child, I remember the old folk gathering around the kitchen table. We'd have a meal and they'd sit there so long and visit that they'd break out the leftovers and have another meal. Anybody remember that? Amen. In the Jewish custom, they didn't just sit and eat and hop up and run, watch television. They lingered at the table. They lingered to fellowship and they lingered to enjoy one another's company. And so if you were a dinner guest and you needed to step away from the table, but you intended to come back. You would take your napkin and you would fold it precisely and you would lay it beside your plate, make your exit. But everybody at the table knew that you intended to return. Now, if you were a dinner guest and you were completely filled and you had had enough, you wouldn't neatly fold your napkin. You would wad it up. And throw it down and walk off. And everybody that saw that wadded up napkin knew that you were done. What's the message in the grave clothes? Amen. The gospel of John tells us that the napkin that had been wrapped around the head of Jesus was neatly folded and laid to the side of the rest of the grave clothes. So what's the message in the grave clothes? Jesus was saying, hey, I'll be back. I'm not done yet. I may be out of your sight, but I'm coming back. Mm. Mm, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen it was a morning of solemn reflection It was a morning of startling revelation He's alive Remember the words that he spoke unto you While he was yet in Galilee This shouldn't catch you by surprise You should have been shouting from Friday All the way to Sunday morning Knowing that the word of God was going to be fulfilled Hello Thirdly It was a morning of stunning realizations. Look at verse 36. The Bible begins to tell us of the stunning realization that had begun to take place as Jesus suddenly appears in their midst. And he begins to make himself known unto the disciples. They are hidden away because they are afraid and they are fearful, fearful for their lives. And suddenly in the midst of that fear and that anxiety, Jesus suddenly appears in their midst and says, peace be unto you. They can scarcely believe that it is him. And Jesus said, here, look at the nail prints in my hand. Don't be afraid. Don't be fearful. See, it is I. Look at the nail prints in my hand. Put your hand in my side where they thrust the spear. Look at my feet. Touch me. Handle me. See that it is I, myself. Hmm. He said, for a spirit, they thought it was a ghost. He said, a spirit hath not flesh and bone. Amen. It was a glorified body. Wasn't a natural body. He didn't say flesh and blood. He said flesh and bone. Amen. That, that, that body, that, that glorified body that he was in had the ability to appear and disappear at will. And thank God it had the ability to eat. Oh. What do you mean, pastor? That means one of these days when I'm in a glorified body, I'm still going to get to eat. Jesus said touch me handle me see for yourself I'm real I'm real and suddenly it begins to sink in that he's alive. Suddenly there comes this stunning realization that this is no dream. Uh, Suddenly comes uh, this stunning realization that this is no illusion. Uh, This is no hallucination. This is no figment of their imagination. But it's Jesus uh, and he really is alive. Amen. Let me just tell you this morning, church, that's exactly what needs to happen to us. We need to have a stunning realization that he is alive. We need to realize that Jesus Christ uh, is not just a babe in a manger. Uh, We need to realize that he is no more, uh, amen, the crucified Christ. Uh, We need to realize that he is uh, more than just a figure hanging on a cross. Uh, We need to realize this morning uh, that he is more than just a story in an old. Book, but we need to realize that he is alive, and because he lives, we have a king. Hallelujah. Mm. Hallelujah! This is Easter Sunday or Resurrection Sunday. Let me just tell you for a moment today has nothing to do with the Easter Bunny. Amen. Hello and I'm not knocking the Easter bunny it has nothing to do with the Easter bunny but it has everything to do with a man called Jesus it is about his death it is about his burial and it is about the fact that three days later he kicked the front door off of the tomb and arose victorious over death over hell and over the grave and because he lives you and I can live also. Wow. Hmm. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 He arose victorious over our adversary, the devil, and he lives to ever make intercession for you and I. It was a morning of solemn reflection. It was a morning of startling revelations. It was a morning of stunning realizations. And number four, it was a morning of spiritual repercussions. It was a morning of spiritual repercussions. Look at verse number 44 through verse number 48. Jesus begins to tell his disciples this was God's plan all along. This is what God intended all along that the Christ would suffer and die and be raised from the dead and that repentance and forgiveness of sin should be preached in his name starting at Jerusalem and throughout the entire world. It was a morning of spiritual repercussions. He begins to explain and expound the scriptures unto them. Amen. And he begins to tell them that the events of the last days have great great spiritual repercussions he begins to share with them that his death and his burial and his resurrection has established a new covenant his death, his burial and his resurrection has defeated death, has defeated the grave and given to us the promise of eternal life Amen. he begins to tell them that the power of hell has been defeated and the power of sin has been overcome and now all who call upon the name of the lord shall be saved Mm. hallelujah to god he says my death and my burial and my resurrection has defeated the grave 1 Corinthians chapter 15 and verse number 20. This is what the apostle Paul said concerning the resurrection of Christ. He said but now Christ is risen from the dead and he has become the first fruits of them that slept. What is first fruits? It means that we too will be raised from the grave just like Jesus was. The resurrection was God the Father's way of saying amen to the crucified son. The resurrection, amen, has great spiritual repercussions for those of us, not just then, but right here and right now. How so, Pastor Gary? I wrote down a list of things that we have because of the resurrection of Christ. Because he lives, you and I can be saved by the grace of God. Because he lives, our sins can forever be washed away. How many of you ever needed a mulligan? How many of you ever needed a do-over? I mean, I, I, I got some things in my past that I wouldn't want to share with anybody. But oh, thank God, here under the blood... Hallelujah. Amen. Because he lives our sins can be forever washed away. The Bible said in Isaiah chapter 1 and verse number 18 God says come now let us reason together saith the Lord though your sins be as scarlet they shall be white like wool. Though they be red like crimson they shall be white as snow. Amen. Brother I don't care where you come from or what you've done. The blood of Christ is enough to save you and clean you and wash you and give you a brand new start Mm. hallelujah because he lives our sins have been removed the bible said as far as the east is from the west how far is that I don't know, you tell me. You take a walking west and keep walking west and you might eventually lap yourself, but you're still going to be headed west. Hello? Our sins have been removed as far as the east is from the west. Never to be remembered against us anymore. Glory to God. Amen. Amen folk may remember some folk may remember but he don't remember amen when they're under the blood they're under the blood can you say amen amen Amen. because he lives we are justified what does that word justified means it means just as if it never happened we are justified. We are sanctified. What does sanctified mean? It means that we have been set apart uh, for a purpose. Uh, we have been brought out uh, and set apart. Uh, we've been brought out of the kingdom of darkness. Uh, and we've been brought into the marvelous light of God's grace uh, and God's salvation. We've been sanctified because He lives. Amen. Hmm. Because he lives, we can be set free and delivered. Because he lives, our future has been secured and heaven is our future home. Hallelujah. Because he lives, the grave has no more power over you or I. Let that sink in for a minute. Because he lives, the grave has no more power over you and I. You say, wait a minute, Pastor Gary. If you died today, they don't want to leave you on top of the ground and just stink. They'd put you in the grave, son. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're absolutely right. But that would not be the end of the story. If I died and went by way of the grave... There is coming a day, because he was the first fruits of the resurrection, there is coming a day that the Bible declares that the trumpet of God is going to sound and the dead in Christ are going to rise. Uh, hey, I may go by way of the grave, but I'm going to tell you what, when the trumpet of God sounds, uh, there ain't no grave going to hold uh, this body down. Uh, I'm going to rise to meet the Lord in the air. The grave uh, has been defeated. hallelujah because he lives eternal life is our current and our future possession because he lives we will never have to take one single step in this world alone because he lives he said I'll never leave you and I'll never forsake you because he lives I have a friend that'll stick closer than a brother because he lives there is hope and because he lives there is help in him Mm. because he lives my name has been written in the Lamb's book of life (laughs) there's coming a day the Bible said when the books are going to be open and every person whose name was not written in the Lamb's book of life is going to be cast into outer darkness that's a scary thought that's a scary thought you really believe that pastor that's what the Bible tells us I do believe that but thank God my name is going to be in the book how many of you ever made a reservation somewhere and you got there and the place was packed and you walked to the door thinking I don't know about this and you walked up to the maitre d and you said have a reservation for Gary White right this way sir That's good stuff. Hey, when I get to heaven, when I get to heaven's gate, there ain't going to be no test to get in. He just going to open the book and go, yep, you're right here. Come right on in. Hello? Because He lives, my name is written in the Lamb's book of life. Because He lives, God is my Father. And we have become heirs and joint heirs with Jesus Christ. What does that mean? It means that everything that is His is mine. Hallelujah. Because he lives, Jesus said in John chapter 14 and verse number 19. Because I live, you shall live also. Because he lives this morning, we can have life and have it more abundant in him. Oh, what a morning. Oh what a morning this was Beloved we come today To celebrate the risen Savior But I want you to understand this morning uh, Amen that this morning is of great relevance To you and I It's not just a tradition of the church uh, It's not just a historical story But oh it has great repercussions uh, Upon our lives uh, Because he lives uh, We live and move in him Mm. let me conclude this morning by sharing with you the words of an old hymn old hymn that used to sing I serve a risen savior he's in this world today I know that he is living whatever men may say I see his hand of mercy oh thank God that I do I see his hand of mercy and I hear his voice of cheer. And always, 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 when I need him, he is always near. Hallelujah. The chorus sings, he lives, he lives. Christ Jesus lives today. How do you know, Pastor Gary? Because he walks with me and he talks with me along life's narrow way. Thank God he lives. He lives salvation to impart. You ask me, the song says, how I know he lives. Because he lives within my heart. He lives within my heart. Oh, thank God that one day I opened my heart up and said, Lord Jesus, come in. Said, Lord Jesus, come in. This morning, let me ask you, have you come to the realization that Jesus is alive and he is who you need? He is not a answer. He is the answer. He is not a way, he is the way. Do you understand this morning what will happen if you die without him? Do you understand what will happen? If you die without him, do you realize that there is no other way, that no other way to get to heaven except through the Lord Jesus Christ? The scripture said, neither is there salvation in any other name for there is no other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. John 14 and six said, I am the way I am the truth and I am the life and no man, not me, not you or anybody else. No man. Can and come to the father except through Jesus. Amen. Do you realize that there is no other way into heaven except through Christ? Now, did you know that he loves you? Did he know do you know that he loves you so much that he gave his life for you? I watched I watched the uh killing Jesus last night on, on Fox television. And, and while, I, while I was watching it, you know, they're mocking Jesus and they spat upon him and smitten him and they've beaten his back and, and they're mocking him and he has nothing evil to say. He just took it. Why? Why? Because the Bible said for the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross. See, when we are mistreated, we have the tendency that we want to rise up and let somebody know about it. Right? I'm sure Jesus, he was, he was God in man. But I'm sure Jesus had a side to him that wanted to just call 12 legion of angels and say, you know what? Just blow them away. But he didn't do that. He didn't do that. What caused him to hold his peace? What caused him to just silently endure like a lamb led to the slaughter? Just hold his peace. Be crucified and say, Father, forgive them. For they don't even realize what they're doing. What caused him to have that kind of attitude and that, 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 that kind of response? Nothing but love. That's it. Nothing but love. Do you realize how much he loves you? Did you know that his death... Listen to me very carefully. Did you know that his death will mean nothing to you if you never repent? His death will mean nothing to you at all. If you never come to the place where you submit yourself to God and repent of your sin and make him the Lord of your life. He will not force you. He will not force you. He desires for you to come believing and in simple childlike faith receiving. Did you know this morning that you could do the, the very thing this morning, come unto him and have him make your life new? And all we need to do is just receive him and make him the Lord of our life and the master of our life. What a morning, what a morning, what a morning when Jesus arose from the dead, victorious, ascended into the right hand of God where he sits at the throne of God making intercession for us. Every head bowed and every eye closed this morning. Oh, what a morning. This could be your morning If you are here this morning and you have never submitted your life to Christ. Maybe you have grown up thinking as many do. I don't need to lean on the crutch of religion. Maybe you're here this morning and you are like many in this world. It means nothing to you. I want you to understand that he was crucified and he raised from the grave for you. Maybe you're here this morning and you have submitted your heart to the Lord, but you're hanging on to some areas in your life that you're just not willing to let go of yet. Here's what I would say. Turn loose of it all. Turn loose of it all. And submit to the will of God. And allow this resurrection morning. This oh what a morning. Let it be your morning. The morning when you turn loose of all of those things that you have been holding on to. The morning when you said no to the enemy and yes to Christ. The morning that your name gets written in the Lamb's book of life. Today is the day. salvation heads are bowed eyes are closed Heavenly Father thank you thank you not only for Calvary thank you that you were not only willing to hold your peace and submit to the will and the plan of God the Father and be brutally wounded for our transgressions But thank you, Lord, that you descended into the very depths of hell. Took the keys of the kingdom away from the adversary. And that you arose victorious. That you arose victorious over the adversary and over our enemy. Oh, what a morning. And now, Lord, this morning, let it be our morning. Let us turn loose of things that we have held on to. Let us turn loose of things that have hindered us. Let us recognize that there is no other way to enter into heaven except through Christ. If we've never submitted our heart to you, let today be that day. Let this morning be that morning. When we surrender to the Lord Jesus and make a commitment to live for him. Thank you for resurrection. Dead things come back to life because you live. I pray these things, Lord, this morning in the name of Jesus. Every head is bowed and every eye is closed. Is there anyone here today? that would be willing to slip up your hand and say, Pastor Gary, I have never made that commitment to Jesus. I have never invited him into my life. Oh, I believe I just really haven't acted on it. I just, I just really haven't acted on it. Is there anyone here that you would say this morning, I want to receive the Lord as my Savior? Would you slip up your hand and say, that's me. Pastor Gary, that's me. There are no hands. Are you here this morning and you would be willing to slip up your hand and say, Pastor Gary, there's some things in my life that I've been holding on to that I need to turn loose of, and I want this morning to be that morning. There have been some things in my life that I've been holding on to and I need to turn loose of them. If that's you, lift up your hand and say, that's me, that's me. Yes, yes, yes. Yes. Hands lifted. Hands lifted. <laughs> Glory to God. Stand to your feet all over the building this morning. We have had some hands lifted. Let me pray with you before we have Haas lead us in worship one more time. Father, you have seen every hand lifted. You see the condition of our hearts, the hunger of our soul. You said, blessed are they that hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. Fill us this morning. Fill us this morning. Allow us to turn loose of those things that we have held on to that are hindering our walk with God. Help us to be obedient to your word, to your will. Even as Jesus was obedient to your will, even so let our lives find submission and completion in your perfect will. Touch every heart, minister to every life and every need, I pray, in the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus.